Okay, last today's daf was daf samach vav. Today is samach zayin. Um, is that right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, um, okay, so what did we learn yesterday? So um, we started talking about the uh, what uh, the topic of a mitzia, a woman, some she finds something. So we saw the opinion, um, at least the way um, the way we saw it first, is that the Tana said in front of Rava that uh, the, that which a woman finds goes keeps she can keep it, but according to Rabbi Kiva it goes to the husband. So he says that doesn't make any sense because Rabbi Kiva says that even hadafa, even if she works a little extra hard and earns some extra money, that goes to her. So you're going to say that what she finds doesn't go to her? You know, so that's, what, that's the question. So basically he says, you know what? Um, um, and uh, that's what Rabbi Kiva says. The, the proof is from the Mishnah. He talks about if, uh, if a woman makes a vow that what I produce doesn't, won't be, you won't get to use at all, it won't get to eat. So uh, he doesn't need to do afara according to the Tanakhama, but according to Rabbi Kiva he does. Because if she works extra hard, then she'll then then he's really not entitled to that. So it must be that it's switched. And you're right that a mitzia, a, a finding a mitzia, um, uh, goes to the husband according to the Tanakam, and Rukiva says that she gets to keep it. Um, so the Gemara says, but uh, Ravin put a big, uh, instead of the name Rabbi Yochan, a big qualifier on him. What's his qualifier? He says that that if it's, it depends on what kind of hadafa. The rule of Hadafa is that she, she earns extra, it depends. Let's say she's just very talented and she's able to produce in the same amount of time a lot more than the regular quota, so then that extra will go to the husband. According to everybody, even Rabbi Akiva would say that. Supposed to, the only type of Hadafa that she gets to keep, that if she has to work extra hard or longer than normal, and that is what enables her to get to, 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 to get the Hadafa, because she's doing outside, you know, she has to work extra hard for that. So the Gemara says, you're right, but Metziah is actually like Hadaf HaLishali Be'etchak, and that's why it'll be Machlokas between Merkiva and the Rabbanon, and that's the idea. The reason why, Rashi says, is because it actually does take a lot of effort to find things. You don't just, you have to seek it out uh, to find valuables. It doesn't just happen usually. Okay. Rapapa, I want to know, what if she's able to do double duty, able to do or uh, uh, you know, a few jobs and what at the same time simultaneous multitasking. Um, so does that count as hadafa? What does it count like? It gives an example. Rashi gave a few an example. She's uh, she's guarding the the cucumber patch from the pests. She's also uh, weaving at the same time with her hands. She's with her voice. She's teaching song to women. You know, how, you know giving voice lessons, and uh, and then she's uh, in her chest. She's warming up the. Uh, uh, silkworm eggs, <laughs> okay. Keeps them warm. All at the same time. Um, and so there's that, uh, you know, so, so what, what is that following them? We may with the take on that. So as far as the Boshes of Mekam, we also saw in the Mishnah of Machlokes. Um, oh, is it all hers? Or some, some of it should go to the husband. So uh, the question is, why does any of it go to the husband? Do you think that uh, if you, call, let's say, if you embarrass somebody's horse, that the owner of the horse will get, will, you know, get something? So the Gemara says, so, so you can't really compare. A horse doesn't get any embarrassment. But what about you spit on somebody's clothes? You want to say that uh, 
he gets embarrassed on, uh, he should get the money of the Bosha. So the Gemara says, um, there's no, you don't get Bosha on that. It's uh, very clear. It's only when the spit reaches his face and there's a Bosha. So, um, Rapapa says that that's, that's true. But, um, um, by a wife is worse than clothes in that sense, and that it, it, he will really feel embarrassment when somebody embar- you know, somebody does something embarrassing to his wife. So, uh, so the Gemara says, and what about relatives? They also will feel embarrassed when their relative gets embarrassed. Are you going to say they get they should get payment for that? So the Gemara says, like you know, like a poor person comes from a wealthy family and somebody makes fun of him or whatever. So the family is going to feel embarrassed. So the Gemara says, no, there's a difference, because that's a different person. Over here, we have a rule, ishto kegufo. Very interesting. You know, there's a where we bring out that yesod, very we have familiar, familiar idea of man's wife is like his own body. It's not considered a separate entity in that sense. And we apply many halachas regarding this, but this is one of the few places we actually see it in the, in the Gemara. Okay. Just have one thing you know. Well, that's what. Well, but how far does that go? Is a good that's question. Not yet. How far is the question? This is a different question. Okay. So uh, next, we said that uh, a person made a deal. He wants to give a certain amount of money for a son-in-law, but the son-in-law dies, and now it's the son-in-law's brother who's taking over. So the Chum say that he can tell that brother is that all the wealth that I was willing to give to my future son-in-law. I'm not willing to give to you. You're not the same person. And uh, that's, that's, he's not bound to it. Um, um, if, uh, if there was an agreement to give a thousand dollar, a thousand dinar, which is in cash, basically, so he has to write into the ksuva that he received 1,500. In other words, there is an automatic extra value of cash because you can, <coughs> with money, you can earn more money, so it has extra, extra value, so it needs to be written into the ksufa as worth thir- a third, an additional third. So for 1,000, it becomes 1,500 is what he's going to write. Um, if there is valuables that are valuated, so then what he writes Isn't into the ksufa... is 1,500 money the same as the Arab dinar? Is that the way it is or different? 1500. No, 1,500 mana is, is 500 more. Oh, it's more than that, okay. It's 500 more. So <laughs> for 1,000, it's 500 extra. That's what okay. it's saying. An additional half. Okay. Um, um, and, uh, but when it's valuated, it goes the opposite because typically when they bring in things that are valuated at X dollars, that valuation is usually somewhat inflated to make it seem more impressive. And therefore, when he actually writes into the ksuva, is less one-fifth, Okay. Um, um, it also talks about the same thing with the money. Uh, sometimes it's worth a hundred, and it actually is worth a hundred. That's what they evaluated it accurately. So then it, that's what it ends up being in the ksuba as well. Okay. Um, sometimes he writes first in the ksuba, and then she has to provide that amount of goods. So um, so basically, um, again, so it works the same way. Whatever number he puts down. She, if she's bringing valuables, she'll have to add in an additional, uh, additional fifth. Um, and uh, the same is true with money. Okay? Um, if he wrote uh, a, a, a sella and a dinar in four, uh, um, um, so, or whatever, if he wrote 400, so then, then she brings in fifth, 500. For 400, she'll have to bring in 500. 
Um, uh, that's the idea. So, um, there you go. Anyway, so the first thing the Gemara wanted to know is that, uh, yeah, um, that, that don't think that the, the, between the, the future son-in-law, the, whatever, the son-in-law that passed away and the brother, that the, that the brother's an Amaretz and the son-in-law was a Tamachacham, even if it's the reverse, even if the son-in-law that was supposed to be the son-in-law was the Amaretz, and this one's a huge Tamachacham, you, you're not locked in to, to any of the deal that you, that you agreed to provide to your son-in-law for the brother of the son-in-law, you know, the one who's doing evil, okay? Um, that's number one. Uh, if, second, we said is the, the question is that we seem to be repeating ourselves. First, we said a thousand, and it keeps things. So, the, my answer is that we talk about large valuations and we talk about small valuations. Um, we talk about his valuation and we talk about her valuation. Next, Mishnah talks about she agreed to bring in money, so every dollar that she brings in so becomes. Um, you know, six dinar, you know, so since it's four dinar, so it's one and a half. Um, and the chassan accepts an uh, additional to that for every ma- money that comes in, um, there's 10 dinar that are going to the kupa, um, and we'll see what that's about in the Gemara, but uh, Rishim Kamil says it all depends on the custom of the place. So the question is, isn't this Mishnah really repeating itself again? So the Gemara says, no, we have to talk also about money in large denominations and in small denominations. So when there's a large amount of money, there's you know, a lot more opportunity what you can do with that money in order to make money. And if it's less money, so then there's a lot less opportunity um, to make more money, but on the flip side, the more money, maybe there's more responsibility, there's more risk, so therefore, you know, there's, you can see it both ways. Now, um, so the Gemara then went to the Hassan uh, providing for the Kupa. What is the Kupa? So he said that's referring to um, perfume. And we said that's only true in Yushalayim, that there was this, this amount was required, and um, and basically, every so the Gemara says that uh, uh, we're not sure how much. How much is, is this a one-time thing? Is it for the first day? Is it for the first week? Is it for the first month? Is it for the first year? Is it for always? And we don't have a very clear amount how much he's perfume he needs to provide. Um, and that was the question. We saw the Rebbe the name of Rav, that the daughter of Nachdim Megurian, the Chachamim said that that four hundred. Zuhuvim should be allocated to uh, to perfumes, so a lot of money, and uh, for the first day, and uh, she said that should be what your daughters get so much money, so much perfume, and they all answered amen to that bracha. On the flip side, we saw a very scary story about the very same, I don't know if it's the same one, but a daughter of Nachdim Ben Gurion. Who uh, was riding uh, who, when Rabbi Yechonah was riding on a donkey, leaving Yerushalayim with his students? So there was this lady out there who was gathering barley out of the dung of the uh, of the Arab uh, Arab uh, the animals from the Arabs. You know that uh, you have the Bedouin Arabs; they're going all over the place, and you know so they have uh, the droppings from the animals. She's picking through the droppings to fi- try and find a barley or two. So. Um, uh, so when he saw her, she, she, you know, fixed herself up when she saw uh, Rabbi Yechemin and she said, Rabbi, can you help me? Give me some parnasa. And he said, what happened? Who are you? So she said, guess what? I'm the daughter of Nagvim Ben-Gurion. 
And he said, what happened to all the wealth of your father's household? I mean, it was an inordinate amount of money. And she said, you know, there's a saying in Yerushalayim that the best way to preserve money is by lessening your money, meaning giving charity. That's one way, or chesed. Chaser or chesed. Anyway, and uh, so uh, what about your in-laws' money? It's like, well, one, <laughs> you know, once there is a hole, so then it starts swallowing up all the funds, okay? So that's what happened. Basically, one came to make the other one get lost. Okay, they both, they both went down the, the rabbit hole, basically, got, to, got this destroyed. Anyway, so um, she said, do you, re- do you remember you signed on my ksuva? So he said, yeah, I sure do remember. And he talked to his students, and he said, when I signed on the ksuva, I, I remember I read the ksuva. It said a million dinarim of gold. Okay, a million dinarim of gold. It's hard to imagine how much money that is. Uh, dinar is a, a pretty heavy coin, okay? Gold coins. And that was a, a elef alafim from the father's side. There's nothing to do with the father-in-law's side. So he said, Rabbi Yechonon cried, and he said that uh, the Jews are special people. When they do the will of God, so then there's, there's nobody on top of them. <clears throat> but when they're not, so then they're put into the most lowest position of all. They're underneath not only a lowly people, but uh, the animals of a lowly people. Anyway, um, so the Gemara was bothered by this thing. What is she saying? That uh, her father, Nakdim, and going to charity, it was said about him that he would leave his house, go to the base medrash. He was, uh, they would put out, a, roll out a red carpet, and uh, he would leave it, and the poor people would, would, would become wealthy from, you know, make money from, uh, from this carpet. The material was basically left for them. So there's two answers. Both of them are very disturbing. One is, um, yeah, but he did that for his own honor, so it sort of doesn't qualify as charity. That's one idea, because it was for self, if it was for self-aggrandizement, whatever. And the second re- reason is, is because he didn't do as much as he should. As the expression goes, according to the camel, goes the load. So, yeah, he could have done a lot more charity than he actually did. And that's the story. I'm going to stop right here. That's-